0: Hello and welcome to Storytellers of STEM. My name is Rachel Volani and I'm the host. Today's episode features Ritika. She's a student from Nepal, who's currently a master's student in natural resources in Texas. And she's gonna tell us about growing up in Nepal, her undergraduate degree in forestry, how she became a student in Texas, and the path that she took and the research that she's done along the way. And she's gonna tell us about her dream job and what she hopes to accomplish. So I really enjoyed talking to Ritika, she's very interesting, and I hope you enjoy this story by her.
1: All right, so um, the story you wanted to tell today, if by your notes, was that you wanted to tell about your dreams, how you were able to get into a U.S. university, hardships of being an international student, things you've learned, your accomplishments, things like that. So tell me your story then.
2: Okay, uh, I would like to start by saying that uh, where I was born uh, with what kind of situation I faced during my childhood and what kind of differences I felt uh, so far. So I was born in a a very small rural parts of Nepal where there was no electricity, no transportation. And it's it's pretty odd to say that because uh, I was born in 1995, that means I'm just 24 and and that also uh, there was no facility of transportation and electricity and then uh, i think i learned about electricity only when i was 5 i guess yes uh, yes and then i uh, we moved to a different city uh, my father is a lawyer and he got a job in different place and then we moved there and uh, i started my schooling almost at 5 uh, school uh, in a government school, actually, uh, which means that, uh, yeah, in Nepal, there is so much difference in education system between government school and the private schools. Government school uh, is not that much competitive and uh, it is considered as, uh, you know, a a lower quality. And, uh, okay, so I didn't, uh, I started, I think I spent my five year, yeah I spent my five years in government school and then transferred to boarding school, and then my father got another job in a different city, and then we moved to a very different city, which is very near to the capital city of Nepal, that is Bhaktapur, uh, and uh, this is the city area. So I did my uh, high school. I completed my high school there in Bhaktapur, and then. Learned so much there because the education system was really, really good uh, compared to my previous ones. And then, and then I started learning about different things because uh, since I moved, have already moved to so many different places and seen the different cultures, uh, the, the the opinions, the perspectives of different people in different uh, living in different area. Because we know that uh, people have a different opinions based on their uh based on the places where they are living also so i could feel that during my childhood also so and then i started i really enjoyed writing the tracer also so i started writing about those things the opinions and then uh my misery my major degree is forestry science uh uh which i completed after moving in a different place i did my undergrad in a different place uh from, uh from in a different place that is called Pukhara, and i uh i received this scholarship to do my undergrad education so i went to a different place and that is really a very attractive place full of lakes and it is really uh, uh famous or popular uh, among the tourists as well the the people who visit Nepal, so that is uh, considered as one of the uh, popular of uh, of uh, the those who, who love mountains, who love lakes, who who, in, who want to enjoy natural beauty. And my major degree is also associated with wildlife ecology and natural resource management uh, and statistics and everything. And then uh, I started learning more most more since I already traveled so much places during the early part of my life. And then I was also awarded uh, three research grants uh, when I was there uh, uh, for my research uh, on a critical endangered body species, a Bengal Florican, which is found in only four Southeastern countries, not in the United States. And I have been continuing my research in that uh, area still. And, um, yes, I then, uh, since I already had traveled so much places, I always loved traveling because Uh, I have, I learned so many things by traveling, Uh, I I could see the different people, the different environments, uh, the importance of, I could compare the people living in different uh, places and I could write them, uh, write about them. So I really love writing and uh, speaking to people, knowing about their hardships and, uh, uh, and I think traveling makes us realize how much we are blessed or how, how, how uh, so, uh, I I always uh, want to uh, hear the stories of the people, so, and then uh, I thought of applying for, as soon as I completed my bachelor's or undergrad degree in Pokhara, um, uh, uh, I thought of applying to a different country uh, than Nepal uh, for my further studies, and then I started applying. and. Uh, Nepal is, uh, I think, it is ranked as the seventeenth poorest country in the world. I guess I think it is in seventeenth country, and this is a, is a developing country. And uh, despite being a good student, and uh, although we have we our academic degree and everything covers all the requirements of the um, of the United States or the different countries uh, to receive a visa, we need a visa to travel here. And uh, there is so much, uh, it is really hard to receive a visa in Nepal because it belongs to a developing country and we are not given visa based, uh, thinking that we we belong to a different uh, developing country. So that was a major thing that, uh, and still there are so many good students who want to come to abroad uh, for the studies to learn more, but they are rejected their visa and uh, I was also. I was also uh, 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 when I was twenty-two, in my second year of my undergrad, I was selected for uh, an international program that was uh, that was uh, related to climate science, and uh, I was selected as one of the participants from uh, different countries of the world, and and then also I applied for the visa, uh, and my visa was rejected because. Uh, because yeah, the, the the answer was that uh, I could not go for only three or five days and it was not uh, allowed for uh, people from different countries to come here in a tourist visa and something like that. But there were some sort of other reasons as well and it is really hard to get the visa. But for my studies, luckily I uh, the officer granted me a visa and I was able to come here and then I learned about the schools, the process, education system. The education system is really, really different here, uh, and I really, I'm really loving it because it is giving me so much exposure to uh, know. Because the things that we have been learning for in Nepal, that is, uh, that is limited to a certain area. But here, coming to United States, I'm meeting to people of from different all over the world. People live here, right? So uh getting to other people from different parts of the world uh, it's real it is really awesome to uh, you know uh get this kind of opportunity and utilize this in a very uh, positive way so um, and yes I'm still continuing to learn to move forward. this is my story i guess
1: yeah no that's really interesting um so it's, it's, you said your undergrads, was, was it in forestry? Is, is that a large program at the university you went
2: to? Uh, yes, because it is related to natural resource management. Now I'm specializing in wildlife ecology uh, because my undergrad research was also specialized in wild, uh, wildlife research, habitat monitoring and something. This is, a, this is our part. Yes, we are. There are lots of uh, universities who offer this kind of uh, major degrees and I also applied for six universities in total and they all all had uh, very, very unique programs related to national resource management. And I got, I I was accepted uh, by three universities in total and among them I threw this university. In where i'm studying now but uh, yes uh, most of the universities have a very good uh, dd program in natural resource management and uh, now i'm teaching undergrads also of my university here because i have been assigned as a T and ra both so there are there are other undergrads from united states who are interested in this subject also so
1: yeah, that's awesome. I'm just thinking of my own program where I majored in wildlife and I think I graduated with seven people. <laughs> so, uh that's awesome that it's really common in really really good programs. That's awesome. Um you said you worked with was it the Bingle floor? Can did I say that right? Yes. I googled that. Is that uh I mean, it looks cool. Can you tell me more about that bird because I love birds?
2: Uh, I want the bird? Uh, the bird is uh, uh, it's a critical endangered bird species. The population is estimated to be less than thousand. Wow. Uh, and in Nepal, uh, in Nepal, uh, the total population is believed to be because the bird. Yes, so you know that we cannot uh, actually determine the actual number of the count number of birds, but it is estimated to be around uh, less than hundred. Or around 100, that means of use population because uh, in the whole world, it is, or in the four countries where it is recorded, the population is less than 1,000 or 1,500. There is a wide gap between that because 1,000 or 1,500, because more research has not been done well in this matter because it is found in South Asian countries. And you know that I have already told you that there is a use thing that lacks in the research field. That's why I came here to learn about the research technique, uh, to know more about how to do the research and to investigate further in this field. So uh, yeah, most of the research has been done uh, in C- Cambodia. In Nepal also, we have been studying about the population, but uh, my focus was on uh, was to know about its habitat requirements and I completed uh, my research project in two years and I'm writing uh, the outcomes of my research uh, and hopefully it will get published in a journal soon uh, because I'm collaborating with my professor and my colleagues to write a very good report on this, so.
1: Wow, that's fantastic and sounds really important since there's not that many of them. And even in the best of conditions, it's hard to get a population an accurate number, right? Like even in the best of conditions. So um even having it narrowed to a thousand or fifteen hundred somewhere in there, knowing that is awesome. And except that it's a low number and that sucks. Um what kind of habitat do they use?
2: It's a grassland body species.
1: Love grassland birds.
2: <laughs> it's a grassland body species. Uh but a very size species though. And uh, yes, and any disturbance from, it is believed that uh, any uh, disturbances from anthropogenic actions or something makes it, uh, uh, or scares it, uh, uh, creates uh, a three-eightiness habitat and the bird uh, tries to migrate. And so the major requirement for this is uh, to avoid any kind of anthropogenic disturbance in its habitat. And uh, female prefers to live in tall grasses, often nearly 100 to 120 centimeter grass. So quite specific, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, so you are in Texas now, outside of Dallas, which is very different from Nepal. How do you feel
2: about living in Texas right now? Uh, I would like to share an interesting fact about it. Uh, Texas is itself. I mean, it is seven times bigger than Nepal. You know that? Massive, <laughs> <That's it>, right? <laughs> so it's a huge. When I when I, when I came here, because uh, I have always been a part of very small area. I was born in a rural part and then moved to a city which is very crowded and then to a different place, which is only famous for tourists for for some days only. There are some specific spots where we can visit and then it's, we can visit in uh, two or, we can complete the whole town in the two days if we want to go somewhere. But in Texas, when I see here, I see the I was shocked by the roads, uh, how big the roads are and uh, the transportation facilities, but uh, more important from but, uh, most important part is the cultural shock, because uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm from a different uh, religious background. I'm Hindu, and we have a very very unique uh, uh, way of living, and and yes, coming to here and realizing uh, how people are living. But I was fortunate enough because uh, I already started. Uh, I was uh, working with. Uh, and INGO, uh, the Catered and Conservation Fund, and uh, luckily the people uh, who were the part of each it uh, are, uh, uh, li- were usually, uh, I mean, they are the people from United States. So I already had some kind of uh, glimpse of the people living in developed country. So and there was not so much, uh, uh, I mean, I, there was not so huge suck but, I still uh, had to adjust uh, in this understand because the, the way of living, the way of celebrating the holidays, uh, the way of talking to people, and still you know that in uh, classroom in Nepal uh, whenever a teacher enters in a class we have a, a culture that we uh, stand up and greet to a teacher. And it was not in that. This, this is there are so, so many tiny things that wouldn't uh, count. That there are so many different things or tiny things that we can compare between Nepal and here. So, and uh, this is and also uh, in uh, Hindu religion we uh, worship cows, uh, which is considered as uh, the incarnation of God. And there are so many God, God and goddesses and Hindu culture. So. Yeah. And here, uh, people eat cows. So to eat cows, uh, it is a scene in Nepal. But these are some of the things that we can compare between the Asian countries and and here. But yes, but but the other thing is that all of the people are very very intelligent, very disciplined, very focused. And uh, to meet them, to uh, to enjoy with them, I have also traveled so many. I have visited so many charts. Uh, with the people from here, with my friends from here, and I love going going there, enjoying the music they have, you know, so learning about different culture is also a very uh, interesting, and I love that. Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah, Texas is great. I mean, everywhere has its great things, right, or its bad things. but. I mean, I live in Louisiana just next door, and I sometimes I feel like going to Texas is a culture shock. So I can only imagine for you having moved there from an, entire differently country, an entirely different country. Um, yeah, so you're at, is it Tarleton State? Is that right? Yes. Is that part of Texas A&M?
2: Yes, it is a part of Texas A&M. That's cool.
1: Um, yeah, so you're doing your masters and what are so what are you studying for your masters? Do you have like a thesis project?
2: Yes, we are, I'm a thesis student, yes.
1: Yeah, what are you studying then?
2: Uh for this uh my research is still focused in Nepal. I'm okay. doing the research yeah. I'm I'm doing uh uh, uh Nepal has uh, nine national parks uh and I'm uh, uh I'm using the land use, land cover concepts based on GIS and uh, remote sensing. Okay. Uh, if you know about that. Yeah, right. if you know about am yes, yeah, yeah, I'm trying okay. to study uh, the land use, land cover change patterns in Chikto National Park of Nepal using the data sets, uh, satellite landsat data images. Uh, and I'm trying to compare the change in hybrid condition uh, from 1988 to 2018 and also trying to uh, make some habitat models because uh, uh, we have uh, the camera trap records uh, for the prey species that were deployed in National Park uh, for 17 days. So the camera traps were placed in entire National Park to get to record the evidence of prey species in that area. So we are trying to make some switch of hybrid models and link with those with LULC. It is also related with machine learning uh, parts. uh, So yeah, it's a huge, it seems to be be huge, but yes, trying to make some uh, significant finding with this.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. The amount of
2: things that can be
1: done with GIS and aerial photography blows my mind. There are So many things that can be done with such cool technology. And that's yes. awesome that you can study things going on in Nepal from Texas. Uh, wow,
2: yes. That's good. <laughs> that's <amazing. laughs>
1: yeah.
2: That's awesome. Um, so what would your dream job be then? Uh, yeah, I've already told you that I'd really love using my brain and minds and mm-hmm keep thinking about, so I would like to go, my, my dream is always to work on statistics and GIS remote sensing, these tools, utilize the tools, uh, play with the data and uh, do a great visualization of those things, you know, to see those using Python models and I have all, I always love that part. So the research is what I really want to go for, but use the IT, the technologies of IT in that field and combine those and make some, Good findings. So, this, this is the area where I would like to work on in the future. I think that would be considered as a data analysis or GIS analysis or something like that. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, I have a coworker who does GIS work, and I mean, he loves it. I can't stare at a computer all day, but he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I'm really excited for you. Uh, it sounds really interesting. And what your plans are, they all sound amazing. Um, Did you say if you wanted to go back to Nepal or if you'd want to go somewhere else or stay in the U.S. or did you I don't know if you said that I I don't know if I caught it
2: yes I'm thinking to go uh, back to Nepal after my master's year and then try for different country for a PhD because uh, uh, I have a dream to uh, do a PhD uh, in a particular field but I have a uh, I really want to go a different country than United States because I'll be I was uh, spending uh, two years or so doing a master's year, so for now my next target will be a different country than this uh, and you know writing about the country, the experience i have been, I have felt in a different place, meeting different people i also have also written some articles after coming here also my perspective my perspective my expectations, and uh, the things that I felt are experienced so I really love like writing about, but that is all, all in Nepali so uh I'm trying to write those in English literature also but I don't know it, it comes naturally in a, in my own native language so I write in a in a Nepali language so for now I have all those things prepared in my mind but but wherever I go I'll be working online in the field in the pro, in the project uh I'm interested in and Yes, and um, travel makes a man wiser than, than to uh, uh, get limited in a certain place.
1: No, I absolutely agree with you. I also love to travel and seeing the world wherever you go, it's like broadens your horizons and opens your eyes to just all the cool different kind of people out there. So I totally agree with you when you said that earlier. I was nodding my head, but that's, you know, nobody can hear that. Um, And I also think that that's awesome going somewhere else like you said because you love to travel and if you want to do a phd you might as well go somewhere else right like there's Mm -hmm. loads of opportunities out there might as well go somewhere else and see see what that place has to offer Um, that's awesome I had a friend who did his phd in Australia and is doing his postdoc in the Netherlands and he's from Texas Uh, (laughs) whoa I know right uh yeah, so get out there and go do awesome stuff and
2: go see the world. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I made uh, some. I have some f- uh, friends from Texas, and they said that they do not want to go anywhere out of Texas. <laughs> they do or don't. Some, they don't. They really love being part of Texas. <laughs> because yes, and since you mentioned your friend is from Texas, he he's really. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, he he loves challenges. I guess. yeah um
1: well that's all really exciting i'm really excited for you um the other thing you said was that you love music and i would love to hear about the kinds of music you like or your favorite artist or band or
2: i guess oh be- uh, actually uh, uh i love my uh, i love music from nepal and i play that in uh, guitar also i play guitars uh also and uh I, I'm not that specific but during playing I'm very specific uh, regarding my the traditional music folks that we have in Nepal and uh, I'm not fond of so uh, uh, English uh, or the music from United States but uh, yeah but yes I'm kind of music person and but for that I'm very specific towards uh, the uh, Music, uh, which I, uh, which, uh, which I feel, you know, I get connected with, and uh, sometimes it happens that I think we all, all, we all love music, and we want to hear it when we are, uh, when we, when we're low, and we want to uh, uh, listen the music that really touches our heart and helps us to uh, forget the thing that we are trying to avoid. So uh i think that is the reason why i always choose nepali music because i think that it, i it really connects with my heart and whenever i get time then i listen to it uh enjoy that and uh, uh i enjoy every kind of music pop song sentimental uh, or the or, or the instrumental only during during my studies so
1: yeah uh i think that yeah, everybody well i think liking the music of where you're from especially when you're not at your at home i think it just like helps you connect better with home yes you know? and it reminds you of all the good things about life and home and probably family as well um how does your family feel about you being halfway ish around the world i don't know how far it is exactly but it's a long way
2: how do they my feel uh, uh, my f- uh, luckily I have uh, uh, I'm i I'm born in a very uh very supportive family I guess because uh being born you know, in a Nepali society and also being a tra- girl time especially in a in a country which is male dominated and uh, to get a world, uh to you know travel to different places on my own without uh, uh taking any people with me as a as a guardian is it's really hard because, yeah and uh, there are people uh, who believe that a girl should get married in a in Nepal we have lots of concepts like that girls should get married in this girls should have kids in that i think this is common wh- wherever we go because uh, uh, and here also i see uh, people with the uh, uh, who have some person some, as a girl needs uh, uh, support uh, Everywhere they go, or something like that. Yeah, this is common everywhere. So, but my family has been very supportive throughout. My father is a lawyer, so, uh, so he always encouraged me. That's why I could, uh, in Nepal also, I, could, I used to travel so many places on my own. So I, I'm not a, a, a introvert, yes, I used to travel a lot. So, uh but yes, he, this is really, really far away from home. Uh, but uh, I I, I try to uh, call them at least once a day, skype them every day. Uh, then, or not for within two or two or three days, they will call me and they will ask me about uh, how is everything going and I will explain them in, a, in an honest way. And I think our parents uh, uh, know you uh, a better. So I think they know what i'm trying to do and what my intentions are so they are happy
1: that's awesome yeah supportive family is the best really uh, yes and i love that we have the technology for you to be able to keep in touch with them that is
2: yeah i really love that's why i really love just- <laughs> Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah that's awesome what's that i could probably look this up but what's the time difference
2: it is 12 hour difference now uh it should be since it is for here yeah. after afternoon there should be four in the evening. Okay. Uh, four in the morning, yeah. There should, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well it's easy math at least.
2: Sorry? Yeah. It's easy,
1: it's easy math at least trying to figure out the time.
2: Yes, it's, yeah. it's easy. It's easy in Texas. Yes. Yeah. Not in the different states. Yeah.
1: Um, are there any challenges to being, I mean I'm sure there are, but I guess so what are the challenges to being in international student in a small, relatively small town in Texas,
2: or I guess it'd be anywhere, but. Yes, the, the, the first uh, problem we face is the information lacking in the international center about the international people. They, that is where we, the obstacles and the difficulties start from because uh, when there are very few international people in your college or in your university, and also, at least know people from the country where you are from. It really makes it difficult for them to understand you, and you for you to understand them or to explain this situation. Uh, there could be some special cases where you have to approach the entrance office for uh, some requirements or something. So, uh, um, and uh, they they really lack knowledge in that. Uh, if they if the uh, the university is really very small because. Uh, because they they have not faced that scenario before, so that is a first obstacle. And uh, talking about the religious point of view, there are some uh, c- culturally very important festivals where uh, uh, we like to uh, uh, spend our time, or uh, we have some religious thing going on, and we have to uh, observe that here also. So. Uh, so, we don't get that holidays, and that is not so common here. So, and that is a different thing. Um, and also, uh, being in a small town, the, the major problem is that you won't meet the people from of your of your area, of, of your country. So, you don't get to uh, get uh, buy the things even in the Walmart. Also, since we uh, being from a spunk Asian country, we are we eat a different. We have a different food habits, and uh, and uh, there are things that we don't even get in the Walmart of Stephenville where I am currently living. So whenever I uh, visit Dallas uh, or in the area where there are people uh, from Nepal also, and there are some uh, some uh, Wal uh, some uh, what, what do you say Walmart? There this is not the Walmart, but uh, there are uh, some Asian uh, foodmarts where I can buy those foods, specific foods, and I, I bring that here. So I, uh, and these are some of the things that we have to tackle in every day, but, uh, yes, but being unique is also a uh, good, uh, sometimes because everybody comes towards You ask you, uh, uh, when, when, uh, when I was here, when I was in the first semester, there were so many people approaching me and saying that how you were able to get here. Uh, whenever I used to visit church, they used to look at me, and they would used to ask me, "Have you been to church before, or is this a, a, a different from the thing that we have been observing so far?" So, it's good. Sometimes it's uh, sometimes we have to compromise with this, and this is uh, the thing that we have to uh, learn to adjust when you have uh, intentions of traveling, because everywhere, everything is different. Will be different from. Uh, what we have been uh, trying, so it's a challenge. So, so I think uh, yeah, have we have to accept it yet.
1: Yeah, you have the complications of being somewhere new, and also being somewhere new long term, and trying to get the things that you know, like the foods you were talking about, that are not necessarily immediately available. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it's complicated. Um, it sounds like you're figuring it out, which is awesome.
0: Um, I don't have any more questions for you, but I've loved talking to you. That's the end of our episode number two of Storytellers of STEM. Once again, my name is Rachel Villani. And if you want to be a guest on this podcast, all you need to do is find me on Twitter at Flying Cypress, F-L-Y-I-N-G-C-Y-P-R-E-S-S, Flying Cypress, or... Go to my website, which is RachelVillani.com, R-A-C-H-E-L-V-I-L-L-A-N-I.com. At the top, click on Storytellers of STEM, which will lead you to a page and there's a form to fill out. And if you do that, I'll be in touch and you can be one of my next guests.